On this episode of Before You Were Jaded, we relive my childhood by watching WrestleMania 24, baby. Hold one. On that. Taylor. And if you didn't know, it's WrestleMania week. We thought it would be really cool if we went back in time and watched WrestleMania 24 because I've said it before and I'll say it again. I was fucking there. It was dope. It was dope. It was really, really dope. And if you don't think it's dope, then you can suck soap. Uh, Not going to sing a rap for you, but on the realest of real talks, it was my first wrestling event ever. And I went with my father and brother. And it's just something that I'll always remember. I also... Stayed with some random guy that my dad sold drugs to his entire life. And uh, he told me he was like my uncle or some shit like that. But I do remember for a fact that that guy worked for like Hostess or some shit. So we would always get like these pallets of fucking like snack cakes. And dude, he would give us pallets on pallets on pallets because he was like a warehouse manager. For that him, was right? not what I was expecting you to say with that story. I thought that was going to go a weird like uncle touching route or something. No, not at all. He was Whew. a fucking plug, dude. I was like, that's scary as fuck. You're going to go right into uncle touching right off the bat in this <laughs> fucking podcast. I don't know why you're going to that. Uh, no. So it was, it was one of these situations. It was like his childhood friend and everything. And he stayed in touch with him. And so he lived in Orlando right over by the Orange Bowl. Where what, um, what's your favorite snack cake? Snack cake? Uh, that's a hard question. He, no, it's not. There's you have a snack cake you like better than all the others. Like an actual snack cake. Like you got like nutter butters. You got coffee cakes. You got ho hos. You I'm got a, Twinkies. I'm a big coffee cake fan. I really like a good fresh Devil Dog. Fudge rounds. Devil Dog. I don't really eat a lot of those. Here's Fudge another rounds. horror story. The last time I ate a Devil Dog, my mom gave it to me. I don't know where the fuck she got them. She got like two of them, right? She got one for me and one for Gabby. And so I went to go eat one. Like, I just grabbed one out of the fridge, not even looking at it, because why would anything be wrong with it, right? Wrong. I bit into it, and it was fucking moldy as hell. Ooh, gross. And it almost soured on me, but then I said, fuck it. Mama ain't raised no bitch. And no, I did not eat it. I threw that bitch out, but I asked Gabby for hers. Hers was fine. I, like, washed my mouth You like a devil dog better than a Twinkie? Oh, I hate Twinkies. Wow, wow. Have you had the peanut butter uh, Reese's Twinkies? That does sound interesting. I'm just not a big fan of the flavor of their vanilla cake. Oh, I yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. There's a weird aftertaste. But the thing is, Taylor, this isn't a snack cake podcast. It should be. I mean, we could obviously <laughs> at least come up with one to two episodes worth of content on well, snack cakes. I think that this is a better storyline to talk about than this Belfast brawl. So why don't we get into it? This is going to be our bad gimmick of the week. I don't think there's bad gimmicks. However, I think the storyline is a bad gimmick. That, and on top of that, I know people who were not a big fan of Hornswoggle and were not a big fan of Finley. So they're wrong. Who? Can we fight him? Because I like to fight. Have you ever seen the end of Jane's on the Bob Strike Back where they're like going to each and every person who talks shit to him on the internet and they just beat the shit out of him? Yeah. That's going to be us. Because we're going to defend Finley. However, I, I want to defend, defend Hornswoggle more. Remember when he dressed up like AJ Styles, how much joy that brought me? Did you know he's Vince McMahon's love child? I did. Actually, he's not. He turns out that he's Finley's love child instead. That's what we learned in this pay-per-view. I think the Vince McMahon thing happened afterwards, maybe? No, it was before. Because at the beginning of this, in the pay-per-view, it was there was part of this storyline. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. I just like skimmed through this. You week. know what makes me mad? JBL is just such a dick. <laughs> fuck, dude. You know what I mean? He's on the now he's doing his announcing thing, but back then he's just beating up on little people and fucking Irish people, fucking just being a dumb racist Texan. Fuck him. No, I mean, yeah, no, definitely. So uh, he did his job, I guess. He's a heel. Say. He's a heel. I'll give him that. But he beat up on a little person that didn't deserve it. He threw a trash can at a little person. Well, what did you expect him to do? Like, just respect the hell out of him? Yes. He isn't <laughs> hard enough, dude. He's four foot tall. 
What do you think he signed up for? Just to get fucking sympathy? He was just sitting on the sideline. He wasn't even in the match. JBL was like, oh, hey, trash can, catch. The audacity of him coming out the <laughs> ringside. Maybe he should have known, knew his role and stayed in the back. Man, how dare you? How dare you disrespect I'm just the think, swoggle? Hashtag the swoggle. If this is going to be the bad gimmick of the week, we just have to come at it with an honest and fair perspective, Taylor. That's swoggle all I'm trying should, to do. Swoggle should be in your top 25 wrestlers of all time. He's phenomenal, but... He's great for his size. You're not wrong. If we put together a Mount Rushmore of small wrestlers... It would be like Rey Mysterio, Swoggle. So he popped up an Impact like somewhat recently, and I need more of him because he has not been around lately. That's the AJ Styles shit I was talking about. Oh, was yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's where I remember he's uh, AJ Styles. Uh, he is the phenomenal one. What were they trying to get away with? Like They were like they, calling they him said a... all week that AJ Styles was coming to Impact. Yeah, and but... it really freaked people out because it would have been obviously a weird brand switch. And then Swoggle shows up. <laughs> well they have all like right to say that like they have right to use his name because i mean they have a lot of content with aj yeah. styles so it's not like there's anything ridiculous and i'm pretty sure aj or aj styles name is not owned by wwe that yeah. would be fucking stupid i'm pretty sure aj has copyright yeah that's funny that's why i, I was know. able to bring it over everywhere he went i think it's funny though i don't know it was one of the, my favorite parts of last year's wrestling you know, it really made me laugh. Oh, it was definitely a highlight. Because I remember that, yeah, they were, like, talking about it all week. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Because he was just on and Raw, like, that night. Ten minutes before it happened, they kept saying, AJ Styles is in the building. AJ Styles. And they played his music. And then Hornswoggle comes out dressed like him. So, at least, you know, he was able to move on from this. JBL wasn't able to hold him down too fucking much. I don't think that JBL is as big of a dick that I make him off screen. I know that it's his character, and I know that that's what he's supposed I've to I've actually do. heard the opposite. Really? That he's not the greatest person, just in general. I heard and obviously, he fucked up Blue Meanie, uh, but they're cool now, from what I understand. Shout-outs to Blue Meanie. Do you think that that was more of a brand supremacy than it was them actually not liking each other? I don't know. I think he was just drunk and was shooting. That makes sense. I think that might be. Don't quote me on it, but if I remember correctly, I heard the, like didn't it happened during the ECW. Yeah, uh, it was WWE. one night stand. Yeah, if I remember correctly, he had just one too more, many beers and was just way too fucking stiff. That makes sense. I don't know what an interesting feud though. I love these random feuds in life, you know. Oh yeah, there's so many. Have you heard the like pick a hand stories from uh, from? Rock oh yeah, of course, between Taz and uh, RVD. Yep, I fucking love yep. those stories. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but let's go ahead and... There's also one with Kevin Nash and Samoa Joe. Have you heard that one? I believe so, but fill me in on it real uh, quick. Kevin Nash smacked him in his fucking face twice, and Samoa Joe didn't do anything. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Over what? Do you well, remember? I do, actually. Not to put you on the spot. I, I remember it. Okay. So they went out there, and they were like, they were going to do like a promo shoot, and it was supposed to be Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Samoa Joe. Scott Hall didn't show up oh. because he was having... You know, some things going on in his life. Um, yeah. So Vince told him to go out there and shoot on Scott Hall. He told him directly to his face, go shoot on him. And he said, are you sure you want me to do that? And he said, go shoot on him. And he gave Samoa Joe a live mic. So Samoa Joe went out there and laid the fuck in. <laughs> and then afterwards, Kevin Nash walked up to him and he said, look, did you mean what you said out there? Was that you shooting or did someone tell you to do that? Was that written? And he said it was me. And Kevin Nash smacked him in his face. And then he said, and then he waited about three seconds and then he smacked him again. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, the sex executioner don't play around. Yeah, no, that's his boy. I. It kind of makes you like Kevin Nash more. And I'm a big Samoa Joe guy, but it kind of makes you like Kevin Nash more. I don't all the way like hate Kevin Nash. I mean, that's I don't hate Kevin I don't Nash. have a problem with Kevin yeah, Nash no. either, but he's not like my favorite wrestler because of I just He has the, his moments of controversy throughout yeah, I, history, but Yeah, but I think that he's he did do a lot for wrestling. He but seems like a cool guy to like but, kick back, drink a beer, and smoke a but if, with. If, from a loyalty perspective though, that builds a lot of points for me. Oh yeah. See, I have a newfound respect for Scott Hall and Jake the Snake after watching that Jake the Snake documentary. Mm -hmm. Uh it's still like it's rough. Like, here's the thing. You see Jake the Snake in one documentary being like, oh, yeah, I do crack all the time. And me and my family have a horrible relationship. And 
it makes you feel ways, you know, like even though there's other wrestlers who don't necessarily have like the greatest family life, like for example, like not to say his family life wasn't great, but uh, let's say like Ric Flair, you know, he had multiple marriages and everything like that. He seemed to have a great relationship with his kids and stuff like that, even though he's on the road constantly. I, I don't know if he did until recently, like not recently, but the last like 15 years. You know what I mean? I don't think while he was in his heyday, he probably did. But he he didn't burn the bridge to a point where he seems borderline astrayed from right. them. And so the Beyond the uh, Matt documentary, I think it's called. Uh, sorry if I'm incorrect. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, he it portrayed him to be estranged from his kids, basically. And like even getting them in a room together was fucking difficult as all hell. And it didn't end well. And maybe that was just like the director's uh, like goal was to make it look that way but still it well well it made I, me feel away you know well i don't really want to talk about this was reed a good wrestler what do you mean was i know he wrestled was he good i didn't get to watch any of his matches who'd you say reed flair uh i have seen like one or two matches he wasn't bad he had a lot of potential uh but like you said that's kind of a dark road and i maybe... don't want to go down it we'll talk about it later obviously because they're at the match and you see him a bunch but uh, we're not going to talk about that, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's a different place in a different time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's nice to see his whole family there gathered to see his farewell. You know I, what I mean? I always love seeing young Ashley. It's always funny. Yeah, it she sure has is, looked sure is. the exact same her entire life. Like even when she was a little kid, you could see her fucking facial structure. Yeah. Uh, the glow up is real, man. The glow up is real, though. Good on her. She has blossomed into one of the greatest wrestlers. Well, do you want to talk about this Money in the Bank ladder match? I'd like to. I'd really like to. I'd first like to talk about uh, Shelton Benjamin's hair, because this is a Cisco time in life. Dude, the gold <laughs> standard, baby. I fucking loved Shelton Benjamin. Are you he... old enough to remember Cisco? Yeah. You remember the flips on the beach during Thong Song? <laughs> That's what this, this gold hair thing reminds me of. I know he had silver hair. But it's kind of the same idea. I just hear, let me see that song. It's a great tune. You know, I live my life by that tune. At one point in time, I had a phone with that as my ringtone. I can believe that. I like the way the beat goes. Cisco's the shit, dude. I had a Cisco album. First album I ever owned was Backstreet Boys, but the second album I ever owned was Cisco. I don't think you've ever listened to Cisco in your entire life. Dude, I could really sit here and just bust out incomplete front to back and you wouldn't you'd think it was Cisco. You are Cisco. I am so Cisco. It does make I actually, total sense. I actually have a face mask on. A face? A, a face. face? I have a face mask what on. <laughs> You're going like Austin Powers on us, dude. That's kind of like gold member. Would you like a smoke and a pancake? <laughs> Let me go ahead and uh, save my skin flake. I thought this was a fun little fun little ditty, though, with a few too many people in it. Uh, this was one of the matches I really, really fucking enjoyed. Uh, you got to see prime Ken Anderson, mm-hmm. baby. Uh, but CM fucking punk. So remember, I told you I'm a fucking CM punk guy. And I this do was really love everybody in this. And and Mr. Anderson, dude, or whatever he is, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. Mr. Just... Kennedy. I know he's not a likable backstage presence, but man, is he good at his job. He is one of the better <laughs> fucking heels. And I don't feel like he'll ever go in, down in history mm-hmm. at, like the way he should. Like. I remember watching him when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, he's it. Yeah. He is fucking it. He knew what he was doing. Even though he was he was a heel that you love to hate. Does is that Ra- make sense? He's Randy Orton before Randy Orton. <sighs> so we'll talk about that. I liked Randy in this match. Yeah. Uh, not this match, but this card. Uh, but this was really, really fun. And a uh, fun little tidbit, this is the first year of two back-to-back Money in the Bank wins for CM Punk, if you didn't know. So he won it both years. So he won it this year at WrestleMania 24, and then he won it again at WrestleMania 25. What did he cash in on? Uh, I think he this time he cashed in on the World Heavyweight title, and he took it from Taker almost, I think. He lost. Uh, yeah, he took it off of him, but it was just because Taker, you know, goes away. Uh, but then he, uh, the second time he cashed in on Jeff Hardy, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. He win that one? Yeah, he won both times, but they didn't do anything with him either time. It was uh, because was they didn't his, know what to do with CM Punk. When was, that was his long run later on? That was the end. in 2011 or 12, I believe. Okay, so about three or four years after this? Yeah. 
uh don't call me so the thing that sucks about the summer of punk and like that whole like rain i had fell out of wrestling when it began began when it began so i only got the ass end of it and that's one of the biggest regrets i have in wrestling let's watch it all through oh i would love to Let's do it. We'll just do a documentary series on it. Well, you want to do all these fucking voiceovers and documentaries? Why don't you do something you love? Speak your passion. Speak your truth. Feed me more. No, no, no. The more and more I learn about the big guy, I'm not a fan. Dude, it's the TikToks that get me, man. I can't help it. Every day I see his TikTok roll up back before I deleted it, and he would be like, positiveness, strength, feed me more. Doritos. <laughs> Does he do like food reviews, or he is should, that is that Chris Masters? He should do the uh, EA Sports commercials. Ryback should. He would be like EA Sports. Feed me more. He would be great for that. Maybe that's what he did before wrestling, dude. Yeah. He was the EA voiceover. No, nah, he was that. He before wrestling, he was the guy that everybody was like, "Damn, your head's fucking huge." <laughs> Big ass head boy. <laughs> when he came into the fucking NXT, he was a fucking hole. Wasn't he? Was Ryback? In yeah, he was under Ryback. He had a different name. He was under his street name. His street name? <laughs> it was something Ryback, though, I'm pretty sure. Uh... I saw him on a list with a bunch of other people the other day on an NXT roster yeah, list. Yeah, no, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Uh, he had something to do with it. But I don't want to talk about Ryback. Why not? I, was... I want to talk about Ryback for two hours. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm past. But I do want to talk about Matt Hardy fucking just... Yeeting people off ladders out of nowhere, and he wasn't even fucking here. Matt Hardy forever. He was just like, hey, this is my time. I think he was coming back off of uh, just being gone forever, and it was like a big pop. Like, he, they, we all fucking popped when we saw Matt Hardy. I remember, like, sitting in the crowd, too. So the thing that sucked was I was there, and I got to see everything, and I could see the arena and stuff. There's just certain things you wanted to see more clear. So they had big screens that would like be above the ring and everything. So I remember the entire match, like, well, not the entire match, the entire night, looking back and forth, like, to the ring and then to these monitors, right? To just see everything close, but then still watch the ring. And it's just something else, man. I can, but he came out, it popped, but it had nothing to do with uh, actually preventing CM Punk because he was testing the win that night. Yeah. And, Little fucking me was so ecstatic, man. I couldn't believe it. I was a kid, and it was a Christmas present to me. Did you cry the whole night, or did you just cry during the match after this? I was absolutely blown away. So what happened was it was like a Christmas present, right? My parents had uh, told me on Christmas Day, you know, they were like, all right, so for Christmas, you and Jack and your dad are all going to fucking WrestleMania. And... We got good seats, and we had good seats. I mean, Orange Bowl is huge, so we didn't have yeah. nosebleeds or anything like that. We didn't have front row. I mean, we weren't rich, rich. Yeah, I get, but, you. But I get like, you. We had good seats, man. It was just a great fucking time, and uh, it was all four of us, or not four of us, all three of us, and it was something that I'll just remember forever, and that brings us to the next match. Wait, where... before you go, I figured out his name in NXT. We got to go back to right back. Do you know what it was? We're not going back to right It's Brian Reeves. Okay, but we're not. All right, we can move on. Feed me more. Move on. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> You're not cutting any feeds. We're feeding me more. Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. This is the match everyone always talks about from this because it has just an absolute highlight package, uh, like days worth of highlight packages, you know, between the I'm sorry, but just like Shawn Michaels' charisma throughout the match. He's just been a little shithead. Before we in go the into this, I want to talk about the old Yeller promo. Because it's got to be in the top list of all-time promos. It was so fucking good, dude. The thing is, Rick Rick looked really good in this. Really, really good. He didn't look blown out or anything like that. He He wasn't blown out. But, I mean, physically either, he looked like he was in good physical shape. Like, for how fucking old he was, I was impressed. Yeah. Because we've seen some Ric Flair before this and stuff, and he looked worse. Like, he really just put in that work Mm -hmm. and made sure to look... As good as he could for that last match. They both knew well, what they were doing. Last though. match. Last match with quotes around it, I know. But they both did what they, they needed to do to make this match perfect. And that's what they're good at. And this stole the show. Here's the thing. The rest of the card is great. But this is the match that I'll, everyone will always go back to. 
because there's something about it. It's obviously the stipulation helps. The beginning promo is brilliant. The match is brilliant. The ending's brilliant. It's quotable. His family's there. He gets a standing ovation after, even though he loses. He cries in his family's arms. What's more whimsical and majestic than that? There's just so much for everyone to love, man. And I'm here to love it. I And I really did. It was just... You could see Ric Flair still had it, you know. He wasn't retiring because he needed to. Which, obviously, we know he probably should have just said, Hey, done my thing. Let me find a way to be useful in a new capacity. Which he's been able to do since then, and... He seems happy for the most part anytime we see him these days other than Charlotte fucking verbally abusing him or vice versa, you know. Whatever package you want to do this Bad week. gimmicks of the week. Weekly. You already know, dude. We always bring the bad fucking gimmicks. Uh, but no, it's, he really did just fucking go at it. No questions asked. And you weren't like, oh man, should Ric Flair actually be doing this? You were like, oh man, I'm really, really proud of Rick. He's He's looking fucking great. and He's looking good. He's feeling himself. Don't tell him to do anything. But on the other side of the coin, Shawn Michaels. This is probably one of my favorite Shawn Michaels matches of all time. The only other one I can think of is an Iron Man match between Kurt Angle, I believe. I was just going to go regular ass Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels. I wasn't going to go the That's Iron a Man match made in heaven. We know that. Those are two people, like, anytime you put them in a ring together... You're going to have a good also, fucking time. Also, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker is another honorable mention for his best match. Eh, which one? The one at WrestleMania. Which one? It's the year after this, isn't it? Uh, I believe it, but I think he, like, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he's wrestled him twice at WrestleMania, and he's lost both times. You know, yeah, he lost both, but it doesn't mean it's not a great match. He's the best. Well, that's what I'm he's asking. So you, when I ask over. which one, you're like, the one at WrestleMania, there's two. Well, he's the best at putting people over, I think. Well, you don't get the name Mr. WrestleMania for fucking nothing by you sitting right. on your hands. He's the kind of person where you put him on the mid card for one of two reasons. He's not in the main event and you need a place to put him. Or you really just want him to steal the fucking show and you want a consistently great show. Which, that's always what it's going to be. Because he's going to, no matter what you do with him, if it's not in the main event, he's going to be the main event. Like the show... Or the the match that everyone wants to talk about, and that was the exact case here. It did it help that the, you had the stipulation of this could be Ric Flair's last match, which quote unquote was. Uh, yeah, of course that fucking helped. Why wouldn't people want to watch that? But I remember sitting in those stands as a kid, like when I had first started getting into wrestling. Ric Flair was my bag, dude. I don't know what it was like. My dad was always like, "Yeah, I used to see wrestlers at the bar. You know, we'd be." working the club down the street from the wrestling gig and you know i'd see these motherfuckers and like he always told me cool stories about rick flair and you know i love the fucking charisma of rick flair it's more kind of my charisma where like hulk hogan was cheesy like eat your vitamins say your prayers rick flair was like fuck that boy i'm partying i'm doing my thing and if you have a problem with it hey that's your problem you know and i i really was able to gravitate that towards that and having my dad be like, yeah, this is someone you should uh, really consider, like, someone who is an, a legend, you know what I mean? Like, I understand why you like these new wrestlers, and I don't watch wrestling anymore, but this is why he's great. And it was cool for my dad to do that, because my dad wasn't really a wrestling fan. And that's another thing that was hard for me as a kid. Like, yes, as a kid, I watched wrestling, but I felt like I could have maybe been exposed to it a lot sooner if my parents had watched wrestling, but I had friends get me into it. And that's how I started to progress. Uh, just kind of like this podcast, but I'm sitting there and you, you get the moment where how many times did fucking Shawn Michaels super kick Ric Flair? What was it like six three, fucking times? I thought it was like three or four. It, he didn't actually super kick him a couple times. He just was hitting them with like little fucking or kicks, side kicks, but sliding baseball kicks and flying <sighs> he, kicks and, Kicks from the sky, aerial attacks, kicks off of tables. He was working like he did in that Hulk Hogan match from SummerSlam, but not in an asshole way. Does that make sense? Yeah. He was selling just enough to make it look, but then he was giving that offense where his in-ring psychology is something else. Like, I understand a lot of people think he's an asshole, but dude, he tells a fucking story. He does. And people should really pay t- He does it way better than Triple H. And he's sorry. He loves you. 
Tell me that's not the one of the most iconic things you've ever seen, though. I remember watching that Titantron, or not Titan, yeah, the Titantron above the ring and everything, and just like going, holy fuck, I cried, dude. It was a fucking moment, you know what I mean? Like, you're seeing one Rick of the Rick was most... crying, you were crying, Ashley was crying. Was she? Yeah, everybody was crying. The whole re- the whole Flair family was over there crying. Oh, I thought you were talking about your Ashley. No, <laughs> not my Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Poor Ashley for the hair. Man, and her big feet were catching all those tears. Wow, why are you gonna go for that? You're being a dick tonight. <laughs> she got them long ass fucking fucking sabata bread feet. <laughs> <laughs> what? Good job, Taylor. Now, uh, now Charlotte's never gonna listen to the podcast. Man, I don't think there's nothing wrong with having sabata bread feet. I I hope she uh she or any other wrestlers we call by their normal name don't get offended. At you us. know uh you know what me and sabata bread have in common. What? We both begged. Ah! But yeah, no offense. It's just more fun to sometimes call people by their name. But uh, nothing but love. We should rename... Except for you, Terry. We should rename her every time we see her in like wrestling or any time. We should call her Sabata Bread Charlotte. You can do that. I'm not going to. <laughs> I'm not trying to get go away home. SBC. Acronyms. Acronyms. Da-da-bum-ba-dum-bum. I hate that so much, <laughs> so so much. What do you, uh, what do you got on this match, though, man? Because this is your first time watching it, wasn't it? Yeah, bro, it was brilliant. I'm sorry, I was gonna get this stretch out. We can all say that again. Nah, just keep it rolling. <sighs> it was brilliant. Okay. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> you know, I was trying to explain to Ashley earlier. She tried to drop the fake word on me, and I had to tell her I was like, "Look, man," and I'm not talking about Ashley Flair here. Okay, cool. Thank you for the the correction, or not the correction, the clarification this time. Anyway, I was explaining to her, it's like, you know, you're watching Van Gogh take out a blank canvas and just draw on it with his beautiful marker pen or whatever. This doesn't sound like the very passive-aggressive story you told me earlier. It sounded more like you were telling me about uh, how to get away with murder and shit. That's how I ended up getting to, but at first I was like, just imagine Da Vinci just painting on the ceiling, and that's what you're watching with these two. Two of the best ever do it. They got their dicks out, and they're just spraying everywhere. All right, dicks out, guns out. Yeah, you it's know, fucking amazing. Spraying out, like whatever. Watching uh, Da Vinci paint the... Sh- Did he paint the Shishtine Chapel? Shishtine. <laughs> what is up with your weird fucking gold member accent tonight? <laughs> it's almost as bad as me just fucking... <laughs> Stumbling on my tongue all night, but you know the Shishteen Chapel. I'm feeling it out. I I came home today and I was like in a real good mood because I started this new job and it was absolute dumpster fire when I started, but like in the best way and it was a fun. It's been a fun challenge, you know. And I'm making good money. I'm happy for the first time in a long time with work, so that's fun. You're happy Uh, for the first time in a long time with work. And then getting to watch this man, it just brought me back to a great time in my life. You know, it's fucking... And then I'm going to WrestleMania this weekend. And Shawn Michaels kicking off the head of Ric Flair. They should remake that. That They should do put me over the package at the end that just, like, summarizes the whole match. Because I could just sing what happens. So have like, you... Super kick number seven. Have you not gotten the call yet to uh, go ahead and do the national anthem at WrestleMania? Oh, by the way, we skipped right over fucking God-tier John Legend with his fucking amazing super chocolatey yum-yum voice. Well, you know this is how we're doing things now. He's but... just a beautiful, beautiful man. I got to see John Legend and Toby Keith live. Did you didn't. cry during John? Did Toby Keith sing at that WrestleMania? <laughs> no, no, I saw him at a Bucks game once. Okay, I was really, really confused. That's a weird thing to have Toby Keith anywhere around anybody. <laughs> be careful because he'll just start saying things that are not good. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> he was playing the halftime show. You know, let's say though, I like that song. Want to talk about me? You know what I'm talking about? No, because I don't listen to Toby Keith. This is the thing. So it's a song about he plays it like it's a song about a man dating a woman but what it really is is a song about marriage and the man's perspective on marriage okay because it's like want to talk about me want to talk about i want to talk about number one on my me my anyway so he's basically saying shut the fuck up and let me talk dummy so my first problem is you listen to country i actually love toby keith actually like three toby keith songs 
Oh God! I, said, I actually when I was a karaoke master for a couple years. Are you, are you, you've retired now. No, I don't. They, we don't do karaoke anymore. COVID and people breathing. And, oh you know, what? No, you don't love going down to uh, Danny's. No, I, they don't do it anymore. Remember last year when you were trying to get me? To I be... tried to get you because I was still a karaoke master, but now I'm expired and I'm not good anymore. I'm like old cheese. So this maybe we should start a GoFundMe for a karaoke machine. We'll put it in my backyard and have Bro, bonfires of karaoke. I won't do it out there. It, the only place there's there's something about. Doing karaoke in a room full of people you don't know, and you're about to blow their fucking brains out with your amazing skills. I'm gonna fuck your mind with my vocal skills. You know what I like to do? I like to go into super country bars and do like Forgot About Dre. <laughs> you should go to, uh, not Roundup. What is the fucking steer country in? bar? Be- or, no, is it called us. the Steer In? No, it's like Stockyard. Or- stockyard. Oh, I was gonna say Bucked Up. Yeah, Stockyard <laughs> sounds about right. It's Stockyard. Has a big old skull of an animal on the front. Oh, like, uh, yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, what a match, though. Oh, it's so good, dude. What a match. It's so much better than the Stockyard. Yeah, no, that's definitely you for not sure. like the stockyard. I don't even Have you ever been the... in the stockyard? So if it's not, it's called the stockyard up... for sure, right? Yo, yeah. So I'm not a redneck at all, but there used to be a place called Roundup, and it was a redneck bar that did sink or swims on Saturday, and they it was the best because you get drunk as hell. You the people watching was spectacular. It's not like a normal bar where you're just going to drink, have a couple. Beers. I like country people. Oh, they're fucking hilarious to watch, uh, especially I like when they out get. Them. Eh, I I know a couple country people that are cool, but like watching country people get drunk. Oh man, that's hilarious because they get violent or they get just embarrassing. Oh, like, I gotta tell you this funny story. Wait, about no, this. no, no! I didn't tell you the best part about it though. So you're drinking, you're going, you're cranking it, you're watching all these ridiculous people, and then there's free pizza at midnight. Damn, is it still open? No, they closed. Probably because they were giving away free pizza, dummies. <laughs> That's I, I said the same thing when they closed. I was like, it had to be the free pizza. Yep. And you put them out of business. So uh, something to do with Shawn Michaels. Anyway, so I was uh, this week I've been giving everybody WrestleMania nicknames. And anytime I see anybody I don't know, <laughs> I just start calling them WrestleMania names. So today this guy was spilling his soul to me, and I've never really met him before. About okay. breaking up with his girlfriend and how sad he was because they'd been together for three years. Damn. So for the rest of the day, I saw him at like three more stores. All day, I kept calling him Heartbreak Kid. <laughs> Every time he'd come up, I'd be like, what's up, Heartbreak? Damn. And I was like, what's up, HBK? That's cruel, man. <laughs> Why you got to do HBK like that? Well, not HBK. Uh, random kid. Who's I don't know his, his name. I still don't know his name. He's Heartbreak Kid. Was that his first breakup? Yeah, he said he'd been with her for three years, and he seemed like he was like 19. So it was probably like he dated her all through high school. Bro, his high school crush broke his heart. Yeah, he said, the worst part is I don't know uh, what we're going to do with the dog. And I said, what the fuck do you mean? Go steal that motherfucker. <laughs> and then now some <laughs> fucking bum who comes and stocks his store is coming and reminding him of his hurt. I saw Good him, job, Taylor. I saw him at two different stores. And everyone, I was like, "Oh, what's up, heartbreak? How you feeling now?" Oh, God, <laughs> how fucking cruel! So what you do? Well, this match was heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to feel or feel. It's heartbreaking to hear that Taylor's ruining people's lives. <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> All right, we're back from break, and guess what is also back, Taylor? This week in current wrestling history. This week in wrestling, because unfortunately, we are not backlogged anymore because you had to take so many fucking vacations. Well, I do also want to tell you about the uh, the wrestling movie I watched this week after this, so don't let me forget. Oh, God. Maybe save that for why you bring that up. All right, fair enough. All right, but let's go ahead and talk about this week in wrestling real quick because it's WrestleMania week. And the card is hopefully still changing because I'm still not impressed. Uh, we talked about this on Why'd You Bring That Up, but it really just feels like it's a, a normal run-of-the-mill pay-per-view both nights. But I have hope. I really have hope. Uh, but other than that, there are a lot of cool wrestling things going on with us. We put out the Just Incredible interview on Tuesday. Uh, thank you guys for all the great feedback, and uh, hopefully it makes us famous. Uh, we had a great time, though. Uh, well, me and Kevin did. Unfortunately, Taylor had to do things and stuff. But yeah, super great time on that. 
we bringing out a bunch of content for you this week. Uh, I think we're putting out a podcast almost every single day this week. Um, I'll be at WrestleMania this weekend, so that'll be really fucking cool no matter how the show goes. And I think there was something else I wanted to talk about. I'm going to try and meet Tony Atlas. Wish me luck. Oh, yeah. Uh, are you going to go to that late night women's wrestling show with me, too, on Friday night? I'm going to try. I was talking to Ashley about it. We'll see. She's, she kind of gave me the okay, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to stay. Did she late. really? Not really. She said, I don't really want you to go, but you guess if you need to go, you can go. <laughs> so kind of means Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely an okay. That means that I shouldn't go. But anyway, if I meet Tony Atlas, should I do my Tony Atlas accent oh, when I talk? Should I be like, I need you to sign this right here, right here. And if you could sign this, and then I want to tell you about these ducks that I had yesterday in my pond outside. <laughs> and then, oh, it'll be, you'll be there for three hours. You'll become best friends, dude. He'll love me. He'll just call you on the weekends. I think he needs someone to talk to. That's why he's doing all these signings. Let's get him in an interview. I'd love to, man. Although, I don't know how That'd that be go. your kind of interview. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. Uh, I want to tell you about this uh, horse that I saw yesterday. I don't really like horses. I did remember the thing I wanted to talk about, though, because you were involved. We featured on the Good Cop, Bad Cop podcast that went out last Sunday, or this Sunday, Sunday, something like that, yeah. But it's out now, and they're fucking phenomenal. We had such a good time, and so that's really awesome as well. Great dudes. We're going to be hopefully doing a lot more feature stuff soon, and uh, just so much cool stuff, but... That leads me to my next point. I'm not going to dwell on it. I've given you these speeches before. I'm not going to give them you again. We're doing things a little bit differently because <clears throat> I, when we featured with them, I just saw how they did things, and I was really impressed, and it made me just want to uh, try to make this better. Gave you a producing boner. So uh, it gave me a couple ideas, and that's why we're doing things the way we are this week. So I hope uh, you guys like it. So we're just going to keep the ball moving then, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the throwaway of the script, which is the new way that we're going to go about rebooking a match. Because why the fuck not? This match was horrible. I didn't I, need I it. I disagree. I think it made sense for the time period, quote-unquote. I don't think it made sense at all. However, knowing the WWE and how they did things back then, it definitely makes sense that this happened. I just think it was a hot pile of shit. I don't actually hate it near that much. I think that you're being a little critical of Beth Phoenix's amazing in-ring skills. I would... No, see, here's the problem. I would much rather have like a singles match between Beth Phoenix and who else was in it? Wasn't Trish Stratus in it? It was Melina and Beth Phoenix versus Ashley and Maria. They were there so they could make out with Snoop Dogg at the end. I would rather see maybe Beth Phoenix or Ashley or taking on Ashley or Beth Phoenix versus Maria. Maria's actually... Or not Maria, uh, Melina. Melina. Melina's a really good in-ring Listen, wrestler. man, this is a year where they needed to get all of the stars in the building. They need Snoop Dogg. They need Playmates. They need Floyd Mayweather. They need Ric Flair's family. They need all of them in the building, and they all need to be hitting on all cylinders. And you know what the Playgirls do best? They make out with Snoop Dogg. How about this? What talent do we not have properly being used on the card? Why can't we put them in a match with Snoop Dogg? You saw Snoop Dogg do the frog splash. Why couldn't we have found a way to just put him in a match? Fuck! Let's rebook two batches with one stone, Taylor. I also really, really like Snoop Dogg versus Floyd Money Mayweather. They're two amateurs. They can't even. There's nobody to steer the match. There's no ship. I love it, Captain. No, it's terrible idea. It's organized chaos. At least in this match, we got to see Jerry knock out an idiot. Very few moments in any pay-per-view have I ever said, I agree with Jerry the King Lawler. Yeah. But this you right here. You won't find many from me either. This right here, I 100% agree with Jerry the King Lawler. And even his mannerisms. He said. <laughs> That's this a is, miracle right This there. is what he said. So whatever that guy's name was, the annoying one, Santino Morella, oh, was, being, was being annoying and like. Punching women or something that he's not supposed to do. Oh, fuck know. that. That's like gross. Punching women or like telling him that he took the belt and held it over his head like he won. I don't know what happened. He's being annoying. Oh, wasn't he like a fake female in the match or something? No, he like came that? in as their like walkout guy, as their manager. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he's being. So I skipped this match. So he was being real annoying. And Jerry just looks at uh, who's he commentating with? Is it Michael? 
Oh, uh, was it Michael? No, I think it was. Was it Jr.? It was Jr. So he he looks at Jr. and he goes, "I'll be right back." That's all he says to him. He goes, "I'll be right back." And My he God. walks across the ring and just slaps Santino right in the fucking jaw, knocks him out, then goes and sits the fuck back down. So I, <laughs> so I made this joke on the Good Cop. Uh, podcast but when i was a kid my dumb ass didn't realize there was no commentary live so i remember getting the arena going oh man i really like the commentary <laughs> but uh i'm gonna be so grateful not to have to listen to michael cole during wrestlemania oh yeah no I i'm about to get a michael cole t-shirt i might be able to jump on the michael cole fan wagon so wait, are you telling me you don't like Michael Cole right now? Team Michael Cole right now. Gross. All the time. That's not just... Michael Cole every day. You know what, Taylor? God gave you the greatest gift in this world, and that's two feet for you to walk your ass out of my house right now. <laughs> you gotta love Michael Cole. This is... I'm gonna make... You know those white people signs they'd be putting on their wall? They said, like, live, laugh, love on them. Ooh, Mine's yeah. gonna be, like, live, love, Michael Cole. <laughs> I saw like a ridiculous wrestling one. I just cannot remember what it said. It's like live, laugh, steel chair or something. Every like that. time Ashley brings home a picture, it's like a white person picture. You know, they just say like shitty white people quotes on them. Oh my! Uh, my mom and then Gabby's mom eat that shit. So up, today dude. she brought home a picture of a pelican and she hung it on the wall and she texted me a picture. She goes, "I got this picture of a pelican." And I go, "That's white as fuck." <laughs> Do you remember those fucking weird canvases I was trying to pawn off on you? They're definitely white people canvases. They're like weirdly painted uh like floral canvases that are like the most awkward colors yep. in the world white people shit man white, white people, people. It, you find them at a thrift store for a dollar why do we do these things we do man i don't even know where they came from i think that that was some of gabby's baggage you know like when you start a relationship all their trauma and stuff comes with them that's a part of her trauma is those fucking pictures <laughs> I'm going to just bring you over a ton of plaques to just say phrases on them. I will say, you gave me the coolest thing the other fucking day. It's like a wood uh, picture with, a, I feel like it's a cutout from like a newspaper. And it's a Warren Sapp holding the Lombardi from the Super Bowl win back in. You know how much that was? $2. 3 But yeah, I got it at a garage sale. Dude, it's just like uh, I have a Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I think a Jeff Garcia. Nobody knows picture. who he is. Uh, the most not legendary Buccaneers quarterback. Nobody knows a single Buccaneers quarterback that's not a Bucks fan except for Tom Brady. And that no, but not one. All of them in ten years, Jameis Winston will not, not be a thought. There will be I, no I, Bucks I, quarterbacks that anybody remembers except for Tom Brady. Isn't that suck? It does. He spent his entire career in a Patriots uniform, and people are going to remember him as the only Bucks quarterback. Chris Sims, baby. They won't remember him. I will. <laughs> I will never forget the hurt. Everybody around you will be like. Who the fuck is Brad Johnson? <laughs> Everyone now is like, who the fuck you're, is Brad Johnson? You're right. He won a fucking Super Bowl and no one knows who he is. Josh Freeman? <laughs> I uh, Fun fact about Josh Freeman. I have a Josh Freeman jersey that it's the one jersey I wear when I just want to throw a jersey on, but I don't care if I get it stained or anything like that. Oh, I don't care and uh, I got it for free because my mom gave it to me for free because someone gave it to her for free like, like uh she used to work on laundromat and someone was like oh yeah you can have this if you want so it's free to free to free free yeah and i'll just fucking keep wearing it i said free a lot didn't i f double r double e double e that spells free is that uh, how how'd this song go do you remember this song uh, are you talking about that car commercial where yeah. it had the band? And yeah, you they, don't remember that. They got, no, that they got too big for their own head. Yeah. I don't remember the song, but I know. F-R-E-E, like, that spells free. Freecreditreport.com, baby. Yeah, yeah we did it. it. Yep. We did it. High five. Yep. Hey, I hope wait. you could hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. You shouldn't. It goes well with what we've been talking about. Okay, but let's go ahead and get to a match of Randall's that I didn't hate, Taylor, because here's the thing. There was 13 years of Randall, like the stain and hate that I built up for Randall that didn't exist yet. I was fresh on him and I was young and impressionable. So going into this match, I was all for it. Like, obviously, we talked about Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels stealing your show. So you wanted Randy to win? No, no, no. I uh, I actually <laughs> wanted John Cena to win. Actually, no, I would have rathered anybody but him win in this match. <laughs> I mean, it does seem that way, doesn't it? No, no. Uh, I I wasn't mad at Randall winning necessarily. Like I didn't leave like super pissed at the world, but I was 
such a fucking John Cena mark when I was a kid. Before we get started in this, can we talk about Triple H's high-waisted underwear? That motherfucker had his underwear pulled up to right under his belly button. No, dude, he looked hard as hell. No, he didn't. He I had like no he, problem with it. He looked it. like he had a wedgie from Planet fucking 9. Planet 9? And it's a, the planet we haven't discovered yet. Oh, uh, okay. I'll or is that Planet it. X? Something like that. Are you doing any uh, astronomical research anymore? Do you? There's a whole fucking planet that they just discovered that we didn't even know existed. You clearly don't because you don't even know the fucking name, Taylor. Planet 9X. 9x okay that's my size i wear 9x uh that also sounds like a band or like a random like safety brand 9x like gloves you know what i mean yeah. like something weird like that there's yeah, also I got some 9x band there's also a lot of funny things just around this match like there's a whole row of a family that bought the same t-shirt to tell john cena that he sucks and just, they all have John Cena suck shirts on. Well, there's always got to be that one fucking guy, and they made sure to roll up in a goddamn yep. pack for yep. this. This is it. We're gonna tell him that we're fans of Randy, and this is not gonna fly. We're not gonna let this happen again, where this bulldozer just runs over our man Randy. We're gonna show up, and we're gonna let them know that we're fucking. We mean business. We want him to go home and think about what he's done to our family, wasting our fucking time between those ropes. You know what, John Cena? I hope you. I hope something really you know bad happens to John you. Michael Anthony Ruiz Cena. Ruiz Cena Jr. <laughs> something like that. I love how long his name is. I'm telling you, I love John Cena as a kid. And now as an adult, uh, not only do I want John Cena to follow us on Twitter. However, I really have started to gain a whole new level of respect for him. Because like, he's funny? Well, he's funny, but he's just generally trying to go out of his way to still be an absolutely wonderful fucking guy. Even when you're horrible to him in public, he's not even a dick. Like, have you ever seen that video of him where that guy was, like, bugging him? And he was like, hey, dude, uh, not to be rude, but could you not do that? Like, can't film me. And the guy just stopped. And he was like, all right, like, you know what? Do you. You're an asshat. And it's rude to film people without their permission. Like, he wasn't even, like horrible to him you know what i mean like he was reasonably frustrated because he politely came to this guy and was like hey please don't film me like i'm assuming he was being annoying and like invading his privacy to the fullest extent i've not like he's local to us i cannot I like tell you john cena with like sloppy in the grocery hair have you ever seen it this guy showed me a picture the other day of him and john cena because he met him at a grocery store uh-huh and i guess i was geeking out about meeting jimmy hart it's like <laughs> The other day, I met John Cena at, uh, what is that, food place, Earth Fair? Uh, okay. He was like, I was in Earth Fair, and John Cena was in there, and I asked him for a picture. I figured he'd say no. He's just in a white V-neck shirt, but he didn't. He gave me a picture, and it was just John Cena with his sloppy long hair. Yeah, see, and that's, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people tell me stories of them meeting John Cena. Uh, my friend, like, awkwardly found out where he lived once, and we, like, drove past his house. Uh, so there's that. Oh, that's I'm sorry weird. I'm not stalking you, John Cena. So I'm not going to let you get away with this. I saw you move rows right to the third row right behind the John Cena sucks people. I saw <laughs> you in there. Or maybe that was just an old woman that looked like you. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm an old woman to you now? She had your same hair and glasses. She just didn't have a beard. But at first glance, I thought she did. I thought 12-year-old Will had a beard. I mean, I did. And then I was like, look at that. There's Will right there. He told me he was in the corner of the screen. <laughs> and then the I looked, and then I looked again. I go, oh, that's not Will. That's a Karen. <laughs> no, I was on the opposite end of the uh, stadium from the entrance ramp, and so I was in the top, like right corner, you'll right by those do, fences. You'll never do any of those sneaking up closer after people leave stuff. Who knows with WrestleMania this year? Yeah, you're right. I do that all the time. I got right behind the Lions bench one time at the Colts game. There was a. a Revenge Sevenfold concert when I was in middle school that I once ended up starting in like the lawn seats. Like we have this big amphitheater uh, in the area, and so they their cheap seats are just this big lawn area. And I started the day off. It was an all day festival where they had a bunch of different bands like Revenge Sevenfold and Flogging Molly were the headliners. I love Flogging Molly. Both well, Flogging Molly was fucking. I actually uh, I have a funny story about them. I went and saw them, and I didn't like them. This girl I was dating dragged me to see him. I was like fifteen. It was like my second Warped Tour. Uh huh. And she drug me to see him, and I wasn't a fan because I didn't like punk music or any of that shit. Yeah. And I was like, man, I'm not really trying to see him. I will tell you fucking what. They made a fan out of me. Oh, dude. They were I, – I was young and impressionable, and they were amazing. I've also used that phrase young and impressionable way too many times now, so sorry about that. You were you were uh, Y and, and I. Flowbots were there. They played handlebars. Kind of lame. 
I also saw Shinedown was there. Um, that's that's lame too. Was it staring down the barrel of a forty-five? Forty-five. Yeah. They're definitely about rock. Uh, <laughs> I think Flyleaf played. Okay, Fly- remember that time they did an acoustic performance and she was still screaming how funny that was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Red jumpsuit apparatus. Weird thing about that band. Ashley won't let me. Uh, she has uh, had some trauma with them, so it's not a band I get to listen to anymore. They're also really terrible live for me. Yeah, they. I don't know what it is, but he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna take all these songs that we sing on the radio and I'm gonna scream them live." Yeah, they. It was bad. They're they're on the list of worst bands I've ever seen live. You know who's like that band for me? Cartel. The oh, band. I the loved album. them when I saw them live. Dude, I saw them with Set Your Goals, uh, and who else was it? it you was... saw them too late. If it was banned in the Bubble Cartel. Because no. that first album was way better. No, it was way after, way after Band in the Bubble. See, so. you saw you saw them at, out of their prime. They were old and shitty. So, I saw them when Honestly came out, and they were fresh before they even got the Band in the Bubble shit. So I had seen them. It was like they were the not that they weren't even the headliners. Set Your Goals were the headliners, and then it was them mixtapes, which was a banging ass band, and then. Uh, Hit the lights. Do you I remember like hit that the band? Lights. They have a really a lot of problematic songs. Have you listened to their songs recently? No. Like if you go back, they're all about like drugging and killing women. Uh, yeah. Gonna have to go ahead and pass on that now. Because the one I listened to the other day was called like Body Bag. Do you remember that song? Gonna need a body bag. Yeah, it's about beating up his girlfriend. Oh, great. <laughs> I'll break phones you didn't know you had. Yeah, the is whole it, fucking song. Happening? There's also a song called Untitled on an album where he's talking about chloroforming this girl after they break up. Oh. What a good song. But now that I listen to it, I'm like, man, I was a fucking weird little kid listening <laughs> yeah, to Yeah, they were like, oh, that's an age well. You know what's a band <laughs> that's kind of like that too? Ludo? Do you remember I that I love band? them. I saw them for free at a state fair. They... <laughs> <laughs> They're really good, but do you remember that like song like Go Getter Greg and like the music video? There's a cherry album before they got big. It had uh, it's called like Wild Cherry. It yeah. came out before that zombie album. Remember uh-huh. that? And it was so good. There was like a song about about uh Wonder Years and there was like a song about Jerry Springer on it. And it was a bunch of movie references to the whole album. But I love man, it. I fucking love that album. Well, let's go ahead and get back to this match though. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it though. And it was it was a great little match, but uh Randall was saucy, bro. Trips had it fucking won with the Pettigirl. I did not think that Randy was going to win. I never look at the results of these cards. So <laughs> I, that way it doesn't ruin the surprise for me. Oh, you just want to mark. I thought John Cena was going to win the whole time. Like the whole time I was like, all right, John Cena's going to get out of this. Because he's a fucking steamboat. He just runs through everything. You know what he... he why wasn't he a successful fullback? Oh, wait. <laughs> was he? No, the fullbacks... I mean, I'm making a joke to fullback. Did he ever play football, though? I believe he did, actually. I, like you're supposed to be our uh, senior editor on all things knowledgeable of John Cena. I'm like 98% sure he did. I'll At least in out. high school. With co- maybe well, I'll college? tell you what he was. A Marine. <laughs> he was the original Marine. Sorry, Ms. Anio. Oh, man. You disrespect. Did you hear your man, boy Ms. is also getting a vasectomy? Is he? That's what I saw on a commercial. <laughs> for Ms. and Mrs.? Yeah. Oh, great. Thanks for the update. I know. I, I needed to know about Mike's fucking genitals. I'm pretty sure their dad announced it too. Great, Mr. Miz. Mr. Miz, what's his name? Dan Miz. No, you remember him though. He's your boy. I like remember him. I love his. I know what he looks like. I just never can remember his name. <laughs> I feel like it's Philip. It's something like George George Mazzani. I feel like it's Tyrell. I wish Tyrell. It's got to be Allen. I'm pretty sure it's Allen. He looks like Allen Jackson. Tyrell Mazzanio. Tyrell Allen Mazzanio. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. All right, so uh, Tyrell was not satisfied, though, because uh, our boy Trips, like I said, had the pedigree because that's what I'm calling it now, and he's about to get the pin on John Cena. That was the weirdest part. John Cena ate the pin, because, but it wasn't from Triple H. Fucking Randall punched H's head off. And, and just, just falls. And he's like, hey. Do you think that this is good writing? Because I liked it. I was actually really, really happy with this finish. It was nice. It, it, I enjoyed it, but I was, I was like I said, really surprised that it was John Cena eating the pin. Like I get it on Trips' end, but uh, Trips did eat shit to John Cena in the main event at WrestleMania at least once, if I remember correctly. So I, I can understand John Cena being a good guy and going over. But imagine telling someone that today that uh, 
John Cena was the guy getting pinned in this match. Yeah, like for just sure. like you said, you were astonished yourself. I was astonished because I always see him as this like our generation's Hulk Hogan, if you will. Uh huh. No, and, that's totally and, correct. And this, except here's the best part: he's not racist. He's actually an amazing person. And Hulk Hogan never put anybody over. I know, not once. Actually, you know what I did learn about Hulk Hogan that's interesting this week is that uh, WWE dumbed down his whole move set. I was watching, like, Japanese Hulk Hogan before he hit WWE the other day. Motherfucker can move. Oh, yeah, no, he was amazing in Japan, and that's the worst part is, like, oh, man. It I didn't wasn't know. The same. And that, I, didn't, I didn't know that he had that That's set, why though. a lot of people liked him better in WCW, because he still, like, stuck to some of the basics, but he was a lot better in WCW. I, honestly, when, before I found out all the horrible stuff, I loved our Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That was my Hulk Hogan. I enjoy, you know me. I like a fucking good heel, and he was a great heel. And just something about the like the look of those the handlebar. I try really, really hard to be a person that gives second chances. I know that that's not a popular take, and I also do still see him as a racist old man. So it does skew my view of him a little bit. But I do try to let things go and not let it interfere with the past. You know what I mean? I get you. This is It's not like I'm giving him money. Like I would never go to his beach shop and buy his shirt. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like when I went to his beach shop, I always buy other people's merchandise. I'm just really intrigued to see the entire crowd reaction to him live. He's going to get booed by a lot of people. Not the whole crowd though because Definitely have, not me. You have a lot of people that really love him. I know that it's uh, it's it's a big stand to yell and boo at him. But there's going to be a lot of people that are not going to be on on that train. And let me say this: there's a part, there is a part of me that's like, oh, cool, I will get to have said, hey, I got to see this Hulk Hogan live. But then, like the ninety other or ninety eight other percent of me is like, he's racist. Yeah, but you could play that game with Ultimate Warrior. You can play with almost anyone. Yeah, and that's that's what's the more and more I learn, the more and more I'm like. Fuck the world and people, but it, it's for hard. sure play that game with Vince. Oh, let's not even go there. You heard they took off the Mayan word. Of course they did. Thank I th- God. I thought they already took it off of the network. I don't think they did. No, it wasn't on the network, bro. You sure? Yeah, they edited all those problematic scenes out of there. Good. The also the one where Triple H dresses up like the Rock was also not on the network. You know I'm, what I'm talking about. Oh right? yeah, when the back when DX was making fun of the nation it, of domination. It, I'm sorry, I was trying to it's really this it's is black, the latest we've ever recorded this. It's, it's like one in the morning. It's it's straight blackface. Oh yeah. There's no way around it. Well, because it's so fucking late, let's go ahead and move on to the final match of the night, and that's gonna be Undertaker versus Edge in the main event for the big gold belt, my absolute favorite title belt. So belt, 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 championship, 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 title, title, title. Fuck you, uh, WWE not or not good words. That's the phrase I'm going to use tonight. So, any thoughts on the entrances? Oh, they were uh, long. I my thoughts are that they have the same trench coat guy. <laughs> oh yeah, tell me about this theory. See, I'd like to think they use the same trench coat so guy, sure. but they don't. It's not mutual. Like they so, don't know it. So I started this like ready to make fun of Undertaker. Like he comes out in like the strap trench coat. It's like pleather leather. You know what I mean? It looks like that robot guy on Grandma's Boy. Uh-huh. Where he's like, oh, oh yeah. Eat oh, shit, oh. turd, nuggets. Yeah. Who's always like a weird-ass <laughs> dude in any role he plays. Yep. He's also in Dodgeball. Yep. <laughs> he's the guy who... Uh, he dates the Russian chick. That, and then every time they're talking about uh, Steve the Pirate, he's like, who the fuck Who's are you Steve? About? Yeah. He's and like, then, you've known him for weeks. And then, and then, and then, when he comes back to him, super normal and not like a pirate, he's like, "Hey, it's Steve the pirate." <laughs> you know what My favorite whole little side plot in that entire movie is that whole, "Who's Steve?" If Milton wasn't in that movie, he'd be my favorite character in the movie. Oh my god! Because Milton from Office Space is oh, like, I don't know his name jam. in the movie, but man, he's funny in that movie. Uh, but so here's the thing I want to propose to you: like, there's gonna there was a day in WWE where, like you said, they had the same trench coat guy. And so the trench coat guy goes out of town and he can't be reached. Undertaker, because he very rarely shows up at this point, right? Doesn't need a new trench coat. Hasn't talked to the guy in a while. Edge, however, got a giant tear in his trench coat and in a short period of time needs a new trench coat. And then he, 
or like he's like who how what am i gonna do like i don't know anyone other than my trench coat guy and he's like you know who always has great trench coats taker and then he goes up to take and he's like taker you got a guy and he's like i do got a guy and then he calls this guy and finds out he's out of town and then he tells edge and he goes wait do you go to rick <laughs> Rick the trench coat guy. <laughs> exactly. And then they're like, no way. And they're like, how long have you known? I mean, he's like, I've known Rick for 25 years. He's been making coats since I was. It's probably in- like a, a store called like Custom Trench. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you go to you go to CT? <laughs> I was there last week. And he's like, no way. I was there at noon. And then we went to Panera down the road and we picked up some lunch. Imagine Undertaker eating Panera in costume. It's a really mean, funny thing. I w- in a bread bowl. He's just got a bread bowl. It's just like dripping off of his goatee while he's ladling it into his mouth. At this point, with the commercials of him playing fucking video games with his family, I would not put it past him in a million years. Is that Undertaker at a Panera <laughs> eating a bread bowl? He's like, what kind of soup is that? Tomato bisque. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have crackers, please? <laughs> crackers. Dude, at this point, please. imagine him doing like a commercial. Oh, yeah, I'm Mark Calloway. Come down to the local Panera, brother. It's my favorite place to get me a bread bowl when I'm just hankering for some soup after a long day of digging ditches. I just want to see him do all kinds of random commercials, but talk slow and everyone would be like a Nike commercial. It'd be like, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) That would... Ah, I couldn't do it. Let's do this match, though, but not in like a weird sexual way. Let's do this match. We'll do it. We all knew Edge was going to lose. But I wanted him to win. I did not. Edge had a little pooch on him. He's getting a little chubby. I was really bummed because at that point, like, they had really established Edge for me with the John Cena Edge feud, which is one of my favorite feuds of all time, no matter what. Like, even though there are so many better feuds, that, like, 2007 era feud between John Cena and Edge. Edge is healing it up in this, too. Taking cameras from people, clocking Undertaker with cameras, beating up cameramen, throwing Undertaker into the front row on top of some children. They're doing whatever the fuck they want, whatever (laughs) they please. And this is the thing, like, watching this, I almost forgot how fucking great it is. I mean, like, we saw Undertaker when he was younger, and he was great and everything, but... His athleticism, he had to be almost more athletic right now than he'd ever been. Well, everyone always forgets why... Undertaker went for so long, like, watching this, it makes sense. Like, oh, you know, he goes away for, like, three-fourths of a year, rests and stuff like that. That suicide dive, though, was beautiful. Those were, like, cutting a little close to for me, though, because it was, like, it looked like cement uh, that they were coming. Oh, it was perfectly executed, though. Oh, dude, it was absolutely flawless. Also, you get to see him do my favorite move, the old school. Also, he does some dirty Ric Flair shit and shoves Edge off the top rope. Here's my favorite thing. The finish of the match, though. Because it's not your typical Undertaker finish. Not to say We've seen there's the, really any typical Undertaker finish. We've seen finish. the last ride and the tombstone pile driver and the choke slam so many times, though. You don't need to see a lot of this. Dude, you really What's don't. it called again? Uh, it's the Scorpion Deathlock, I believe. Let me just double check. Um, what a really, really cool move, though. I've never even... I don't know that I've ever seen him submit anybody. Oh, I definitely, I've seen him use it before. It's either that or it's Hell's Gate. I think it's Hell's Gate. Uh, yeah, no. Why did I say the Scorpion Deathlock, which is just a sharpshooter? I am a fucking idiot. Damn you, Will. I'm just too damn tired. You're fucking our he- credibility up here. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely the Hell's Gate. Uh, I like that. Still, I'm sorry I'm saying uh so much. All of his moves have hell in them. Yeah, it's the Hell's Gate. See, I knew it. I, I knew it. Edge has like the has gotten so much better shape since this. So he's got to be 20 years older, right? Oh yeah, he definitely was. Bl- did not look like he was. He needed a break, and you could tell that. Like he did not look like he was in it, and it kills me like rewatching this as I'm older because as a kid I was. So excited, and you know, I thought he was just playing a character, but like, I kind of see pain and suffering behind those eyes. If I'm being honest with you, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, but that did not change what he did in that ring. He put on an absolute spectacle. Ah, he put on an absolute spectacle. A slobber knocker. A slobber knocker. So uh, yeah, I think that this was a good pay per view, though. What do you say? Oh, dude, this this will always be the most important pay per view to me. 
What's besides your ra- WrestleMania this week? Since you have so many feelings about it, what's your rating on it? Four seven. Wow. Okay. It's a great card. Okay. I, I know we didn't like. Obviously, we didn't discuss it all, but th- these highlights were obviously highlights. I'll give it a four five. If I'm gonna enjoy, if I'm telling you I enjoyed a Randy Orton match, fucking watch it. I um yeah, I think that last week I gave that uh TNA pay per view a four three, better than that by far. This is easily one of the better WrestleManias. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll say I, it. this definitely deserves better than a four three. So I'm gonna give it a four five. I don't want to get crazy, you know what I mean? But I'll give it a four five. I obviously I have a little bit more attachment. I, it was the first wrestling event I ever oh, went to probably. in my hometown. Some of the best writing and best storylines ever, for sure. Especially oh. in like you know, obviously matches. That's the thing. Like it may have not had as had, it may not have had as many big matches as some of the WrestleManias had. But everything had you interested. The storytelling was there, like you said. And even if you, a lot of pay per views we watch, and I keep I've been saying it a lot recently that without watching the weeks previously like even though we get the highlight package you're still not getting it all and it's hard to like actually enjoy these pay-per-views that's not the case here this is a good the pay-per-view. promo packages are able to get everything over and i was hooked uh i don't know about you you were... i liked it i liked it a lot i four or five is the highest rating i've ever given a pay-per-view on here yeah you're right uh so do you have anything else to leave this on no man a really good choice though i really really think for wrestlemania week this is absolutely a perfect pay-per-view yeah dude and I I couldn't have been happier to rewatch it, and honestly, we'll probably go through it again one day. Who hell knows? Yeah. Hell yeah, we will. Tell them your uh, Twitter handle, you big dummy. Uh, it's going to be God Fieri, and you can obviously find us at Jaded Wrestling, but you tell them yours. Taylor Hassler one. Please don't forget Kevin at Jobin Rogue or his and Duke's podcast Year of Pod on Twitter. Uh, pretty much wherever you can find us, except YouTube, still trying to get that fixed. But we're working on it, and we did get the Just Incredible interview uploaded. So if you did want to listen to that, but you don't uh, have a way to listen to any other kind of podcast, which if you don't, how are you listening to this? Nevertheless, uh, you can find it on YouTube, and we are working on that. Uh, but with that being said, please go look, please go listen, and please go listen to the Just Incredible interview and tell a friend, man. Uh, it was such a great time, and I. I'm just so happy to bring it to everyone. We got a lot out of him that, uh, I mean, I listen to a lot of his fucking interviews going into it. I think we got a lot out of him that a lot of people haven't. So uh, definitely go listen to that. I will be at WrestleMania and I'll be talking about it next week and bringing you all kinds of cool stories from the other side, uh, not, you know, looking through a TV screen. Uh, weekly and bi-weekly content. Uh, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell your mom, your dog, your alien, whatever. Taylor, uh, what do you got to tell him? I just want to tell you all I love you. And I, I just want to say I'm sorry and I love you. Why are you sorry? Because I love you and I'm sorry. Bam! Super kick end. Ooh. Uh, love you, Ireland guy. Love you guys. Stay jaded. <laughs>